All right, boys, episode 20. I didn't even have to look that up this time because I looked it up earlier. But as Adam just said, happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. And, which, by the way, I re-listened to our podcast from last week on iTunes, and I haven't still haven't watched the McGuire Sosa documentary. Did you watch it? No. I don't think I'm Slacking. going to. Slacking. I don't think I'm going to. You I s- want you to. You said you were pumped for that. I was, but now I hear everybody talking about it. I don't want to. I don't really want I think who I told you it was good. You got to find out for yourself. The one good. guy, your buddy that claimed it wasn't about the <laughs> home run race, no. buddy. I just, I don't know. I from everybody's talk, I think it was, I think it was hyped up. Well, I shouldn't say they hyped it up more. I think after the Jordan documentary, I was expecting a lot more. You can't. That's, and well, and I, I, yeah, and I, I think that's a problem. I'm, I'm expect. I think I'm expecting a lot more out of it than right. It probably was. It was probably good, but I just don't the hype around it, I guess. Okay. Or my hype. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what documentary I didn't watch, uh, which I'm going to highly recommend. It's an hour and 15 minutes. <clears throat> uh, the Chris Heron documentary, Unguarded. Did you hear? Did you watch any of this or hear about any of this? Do you know I, who Chris Heron is? I, was, I don't even know who that is. So Chris Heron was, I watched last year ESPN aired a one time only, it was called The First Day. Chris Heron's now a motivational speaker, but he was a, he played for the Celtics. He played for the Nuggets. He was drafted by the Nuggets. How are we looking over there, dude? We have a surprise guest. Stat checking. We're good? Okay. Perfect. So, uh, Chris Heron was a standout high school basketball player in Massachusetts. Uh, he was, he lived in a small town that like, High school basketball was like high school football in Texas. And then he went on to play at like Boston College. And then he went to Fresno State. I don't want to give too much away. He had a he had an addiction problem that was like out of control. And he was like highly functioning an addict. Like extremely high on Oxycontin and would still play in NBA games and nobody knew about it and he would light him up. Was he on McAfee? Yes. Okay. That is him. I saw the headline. And I didn't know who it was from the picture. That's what kind of reminded me. I didn't realize there was a 30 for 30 because I'd watched the short film they made called The First Day, which is basically clips of him talking to schools. It was unreal. So if you had a chance to watch that, it was just – Ali watched it this morning. It was just – couldn't believe, like, what this guy had went through and, one, how he got to where he is today, and, two, how he isn't dead. Right. Technically, one time he did die for, like, 30 seconds. He, like, wrecked his car after he OD'd, and they found him, and he was dead. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's a great documentary, by the way. Great story, too. I would love to go see him talk at a school or whatever, but I looked it up one time. It was, like, ten grand to pay him to come to the school. It's like pocket change. It really is to a school. I mean, oh, I, yeah. that's what I said earlier. I mean, they, they pay all this money for probably programs or the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. Throw this guy ten grand to come to your school, and... Have a little reality check. Right. Yeah. So if you get a chance, check that out. Anyway, also, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> Topic number one tonight. We got 16 more years of it. We, 15. Yeah, we have some years left. So do you want to dig into what Bobby Bo Day is? Or? Sure. We'll start off by saying his agent has to be the smartest man on the planet. C- correct. Assuming his <laughs> agent negotiated that deal. Yeah, yeah. So that was 99. The Mets wanted to buy out Bobby Bonilla. I think the last year of his deal was $5.9 million. 
and they must not have had 5.9 million in cash at the moment to give him. Which doesn't so that they, seem funny to think about? Yes. The pro franchise, like the Mets, didn't have five point nine million yes. to give them. Yeah. So it was, he was he's fifty seven years old right now. I did look that up. Yeah. Just to kind of get an idea how old he'd be when it's yeah. yeah. So they instead of paying him five point nine million, they decided to defer the money, and they paid him. I don't think they paid him the couple uh, for first couple of years. Right. I think the first payment was like two thousand five. So that was the advantage for them. They didn't have to pay any money for the first five years. It and was then, actually, his first payment was uh, 2011. Okay, so it was 2011. That to doesn't t- make sense. 2035 is what I read. It was a 20 okay. year deal. 25 year. 25 yeah. 25 year yeah. deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, they're paying him just shy of 1.2 million dollars a year for 25 years, right? Instead of paying him the 5.9 million back then, right? I mean, so do you want the exact number he gets paid? Sure. One million one hundred ninety-three thousand two hundred forty-eight dollars and twenty cents. Twenty cents is big. It is. <laughs> it's that's just a hell of a deal. It ha- that might be one of the best deals in the history of sports. He's going to be seventy-two when it's done. Yep. Which is hopefully he lives that long. Maybe right. that's what they're hoping. Like He's maybe he won't dying. make it that long, and then we don't pay him. What if they would go to like an there's estate? Gotta be, they, yeah, there's got to be a beneficiary. Be. <laughs> yeah. In that. So the, I, I hope it was me. <laughs> it's definitely not you. <laughs> so I, I some other things I looked up was uh, it was twenty five years. And it was, there was eight percent interest on this. Yep, was the uh, interest on it. So far, they've paid him eleven point nine million dollars. And I think what triggered, I couldn't find it for to be certain. I think the reason the Mets didn't buy him out completely. First of all, the deal was inspired by Brett Saberhagen, who's also had a deal with the Mets, $250,000 for 25 years. And I don't know if this was the cause, but a lot of this happened right around the time of Bertie Madoff mm-hmm. got busted. Yep. And Mets ownership was deeply invested in Bertie Madoff and lost a ton of money. <clears throat> so I know at the time, I don't know if the timing of this lines up where they didn't do it. They're like, can we strike a deal because of this? Can we, is this something we can do? And he agreed to it. No. I'm not 100% sure, but I vaguely remember something around that time because the company I worked for, the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters Union, lost. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Lost a ton of money during that, too. Yep. Like the National, like all where all their like funds and stuff yep. go. They had invested in Bernie's yes. organization. So my dad was in that. Was he? Yeah. So, yes, you're correct. Yep. Okay. It wasn't. Last season, the 2019 season, wasn't Bonilla like the Mets, like third highest paid yeah. player, yeah. something like that? Yeah, it's, it's he's just, like up that's, on a, really that's actually kind of funny. That <laughs> <laughs> is really funny. I mean, think about the guys who are just making league minimum. They're like, this guy's been hasn't played in 99 yeah. since 99, and he's making, making double double minimum. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, good for him though. I mean, it's, I, it's I'm a curious, great like, what deal he, for him? I, it would be interesting to do like a like a short like thirty for thirty on him and just see like what you know what happened through everything and yeah if, you know yeah. I assume he does stuff with it and who knows are we sure it. there's not a thirty for thirty on it I do that, I do no. not know let's we'll check there not sure he does have another contract like this yes he does it's with the Orioles it was five hundred k for twenty five years yep. started in two thousand four. This guy's got it made. Yeah. 
And there were some other ones listed. Uh, Manny Ramirez is going to get $24.2 million from the Red Sox. Total uh, um, was a total deferred contract through 2026. My God. When's the last time he played? Oh, a couple of years ago in Japan. I'm talking about for the Red Sox. <laughs> It's been a while now. Yeah, isn't he? He's trying to make a comeback in in the MLB. Why? He said he because they said he can just still hit. Do you want it to? I don't. So I'm going to lump this into another story. I've seen a rumor. I, I have no idea how true this is. That because this new 60 game MLB season is all DH. That team, somebody was saying the Giants, I don't know if this is true, were considering or should reach out to Barry Bonds and see if they would, if he would be willing to come back for this season think, and be their DH. Yeah, think about it. There's a lot of National League teams. There, there's probably less than a handful of National League teams that are set up to have a DH. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've obviously got extra hitters, but they don't have someone that just yes. hits. And they probably gear up for that going into, like, if you make the World Series, that's when you worry about it. Right. Yeah. I just think Bonds hasn't – I don't – kind of guessing. I don't think Bonds has played in eight to ten years. Yeah, I was going to say probably R- seven Ramirez is probably nine. six to eight. Yeah. First that guy, Colton's here. Weren't, I know, right? If they weren't good enough to be DHing for somebody over the last eight years, then why are they all of a sudden good enough? There's got to be somebody else. Right. A, you know, a free agent who – maybe played last year, doesn't have a deal, is probably more ready to step into that role than those guys. Yeah. Yeah, you would think so. I don't know. Um, Sweet deal, though. I mean. For Bonilla? Yeah. That's, I, I seriously think that's one of the better deals in sports. I mean, the, his, basically his entire retirement, he's making <laughs> between those two deals almost $2 million for nothing. Right. <laughs> for, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he does he still go to games? Like I'd show up, or is he ashamed to show up? <laughs> like, I don't want to show my face there. I'd I'd go to the Mets game and want to sit in the dugout. I mean, technically they're paying me. Why can't yeah. I sit in the dugout with yeah. you guys? That's true. <laughs> Got his own suite there. Yeah. Next thing he'll be convinced on the Mets, he needs to be in the front office. I'm gonna be paying him his player contract. Then he's gonna be right. He can get another half half mil in the front office. The only thing on his resume is I negotiated a deal with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Does anybody know how Mets fans feel about this? I mean, you guys are more in tune with the National League. I used to work with a Mets fan, but I didn't uh, ever ask I, about that. I only know a few Mets fans, and I don't bring it up. So Yeah, I don't know that. I think there's so much money in sports now, they don't really worry about it. Yeah. yeah. They probably don't even realize. So. I, got a, I got a couple of baseball things Go before ahead, we move on. We're not moving on yet. All right. So I had a transition set up. Oh, well, you can, right. you can dig into it here after. So – Two episodes ago, I think, we talked about guys with 60 games, what they could do. And I know we talked about 2020 guys. Mm-hmm. But having even 2020 this year would be a good season. Yep. So there's four guys who have had a 2020 season over 60 games at any point in their season. Yep. And they're Acuna did it last year. A-Rod, Beltran, and Soriano. Mets Soriano or Yankee Soriano? Oh six, I don't know who. So I don't know who. That's where probably he was. I thought National it was a, Soriano the year he. That's what I was thinking. Went forty forty. Yeah, yeah that, that was the year I was thinking it was Nationals. 
She okay. was only in Washington one year, and that was the season yeah. he went 40-40. Yeah, so there's – so, yeah, they're even saying, like, 2020 would be an incredible year. Yeah, it would be a good year. Yeah, it would. Well, you figure 40-40 is, like, a sacred yeah. club. There's right, only four yeah. members, and that's over 160-game season. <laughs> right. So now you're taking more than a third away – you're playing a yeah. third of the games and expected to have half that production. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. I saw – uh, article, whatever you want to call it, something like that, where they were talking about sixty-game stretches, and I think Giancarlo Stanton, in when he was in, still in Florida or Miami, whatever the hell they were called then, he hit thirty-three home runs in a sixty-game stretch, and that's the most ever in a sixty-game stretch in yeah, history. Yeah, I would think like so even thirty I, home runs would be. So I don't think anyone will even hit thirty home runs. No, that's. I think twenty to twenty-five is going to be a monster year for home runs. Not even. Uh, <clears throat> not even. McGuire Sosa in a, a 60 game stretch. I mean, Sosa hit 20 in June that year. Yeah, but think about how much he jumped up in that one in June that year versus he was kind of steady. He had, yeah, I mean, I don't know who the source was, so hopefully they're trustworthy, but yeah, it said Giancarlo Stanton, a 60 game stretch home run wise. I mean, it's definitely doable. The year Sosa hit 20 in June, he had also done virtually nothing before that. that he kind of came out of nowhere because of that 20 in June. Yeah. Saw McGuire got the cork bat out. So let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. And then uh, somebody tweeted out today. Said, "What's your favorite random sports um, stat?" And some guy said, <laughs> "And I had to like think about it for a while." But the Marlins have two World Series titles and no division titles, and they've never been eliminated from the playoffs. Hmm. Were they? The Wait. two years they made the playoffs, they won the World Series. Since they've been in the And league. they didn't win the division. They were Correct. They were the wild card. That year. Yeah. Huh. That is interesting. That is an <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Because I, I like, read it, and I'm like, really? But they, <laughs> if you think about it, they really, they're never in the playoffs. <laughs> no. That's because after they win World Series, they, <laughs> they sell everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trade, I should say. I mean, it's, what, 23 years? 25 years, somewhere in there. Sore like subject 95, 96. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's a good one. <laughs> Come on. Freaking slap single <laughs> over the middle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Happened twice to you. I don't want to talk about it, I said. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So you got, what do you got? You got? You said you got transition. Well, we were talking about Bobby Bonilla getting paid. So today, we're recording on July 1st, is when the NHL salary bonuses are paid out for the year to players. So recently we've seen a lot of players structure their contracts where if you're making – you're scheduled to make $10 million in a year, you have it worded so that you're paid like a $9 million bonus on July 1st, and then throughout the season you're only making a million-dollar salary. That's a great idea. The reason being um, collective bargaining agreement is up in around <coughs> a couple of years. There's rumors of could there be another strike or shortened season. If there's a strike and there is no season, teams are still required to pay salary bonus on July 1st. You wouldn't get your salary during the season, but you would get your bonus. So, therefore, if you think there's going to be a strike and you can structure your deal so that 90% of your money is a salary bonus, Guaranteed you still get paid. Which, so. which, which I find funny because teams are, like, willing to do it. Mm-hmm. They, there, there really hasn't been much issue with a team no. being like, yeah, we'll give you that bonus. Basically guaranteed money. Yeah. So – I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I believe I read there was 
roughly $300 million paid out today to NHL players for in bonus in the form of bonuses. And looked at the top players on that list. So the Maple Leafs, between Matthews, Marner, and Tavares, they're big three players. And I don't know about anybody else. There were probably some others right. that were lower. So just between those three players, the Leafs paid $30.5 million for those three players today, July 1st. So... Wow. Even an even better day than Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, <laughs> that is a great. And think game. about they're still playing last season. <laughs> Matthew, yeah. yeah, really. Matthews was number one out of, out of the entire like, league. Like he he got paid 15, 15. point two million dollars today, guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. So I wonder if you went to the store and bought like a six pack. Celebrate. <laughs> Maybe thirty pack splurge. <laughs> thirty pack of what? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 30, 30 packs. <laughs> yep. That's crazy. He's barely old enough to drink. Yeah, wow. That, that's a scary part. Yeah, Matthews is, what, 22 maybe. Marner, I think, is like 23. McDavid, 23. So, yeah, the top three guys on that list combined for $40 million, and they're all between like 22 and 24 combined, years old. Combined age of 63. They all live in a house <laughs> together. And, and goodness. <laughs> scary. So, eat your heart out, Bonilla. I'm sure he is. You want your LeBron fact before I move on? Not really. Okay, I'll wait. Is it about him sucking? Um, no. All right, all right go ahead. All right, LeBron, in 2010, the Knicks were on top of LeBron's list. Oh, I did read that. Until a disaster first meeting. I didn't know the details of what was the meeting, but I just that yeah. was the headline. How much do Knicks fans have to hate hearing that? Could have went to New York, and then they just... They can't even do a meeting correctly. What yeah. do you think, Colton? Yeah, Colton, let <laughs> us know, man. Like breaks his heart. Yeah. So, speaking of LeBron, because I was going to bring this up so Russ could drop his hatred in there. I did watch a little bit of the backstory. They did a little hour documentary type thing on his decision that he did. I did see oh, that. Ten years ago. Yeah. Was that supposed to be? That's what you're talking about. You said it was yeah. fan. Fan to see, fan Yeah, yeah so a Detroit Pistons fan wrote into bill simmons mailbag and said you know they should do a lebron special on where he's going to choose so bill simmons gave it to espn they went to lebron's i think it was during i forget when exactly it was it was like right before the playoffs started they went he went they went to he had he had like three guys that he was friends with in high school they all worked for him they all work for him now so those were really the guys. So they went to him, and initially they were like, no, we don't want to do it. Like, it's not we, – we're just not up for it. So then they convinced him, and his guys were like, we get to pick who hosts it. They picked a guy that doesn't even work for ESPN, Jim Gray. I believe he worked for NBC maybe at the time. but So they got to pick who hosted it, and then it got to like – so they convinced him finally, yep, we'll do it. I assume he got paid, too. They didn't mention anything that I saw um, about it, but – couple of days prior there his group was like you know we don't want to do it anymore like it's just not going to be worth it because as as we've mentioned before ego the ego yes. thing and everything else yeah. and then they were like no let's do it so lebron even up to like 10 minutes prior was like i don't i really don't want to do this and is that live yes okay and as soon as it ended they there's a clip during the documentary he took his mic off. He's like, am I done talking now? Like, I think he was like, just like, didn't want to do it. 
Yeah. Like, it was the end of it. So where's this documentary? I want to see it. Is it, it, on was, ESPN? it was on ESPN, so it's called yeah. The Backstory. Oh. You watched that bullshit, thought into that. you watch McGuire Sosa. <laughs> well, there was nothing on Sunday, so I just... <laughs> Who came up with that title? Oh, Guys, I got an idea for a documentary. It's called The Backstory. So you, when we were talking about... I texted you guys with some topic ideas today, and you replied something about... <laughs> I was going to talk you. about the backstory, and I'm like, what, what freaking backstory is you talking about? I'm trying to look through my list. I'm like, I don't know what backstory is talking about yeah, based on this list. Well, you didn't ask. I would have told you. My goodness. I... Not that I think... I don't know. He's rich anyways, but... I hope that they paid him a number that he couldn't turn down, because if not, to me, it's again you talk about the ego thing. Yeah, that's all just an egotistical move. And you Didn't like, that money you go to like charity too? Yeah, the money that was like raised during it all went to charity oh, to like the geez. Boys and Girls Club of. Akron you make me look like an ass. <laughs> putting us down. He could have just donated to charity and said no. Right. That's well, the way that's, to spend it. Well, that's what they kept. Good job, LeBron. Yeah, and that's what they had like the who was ever the director of ESPN at the time, John Skipper, and they had him on, and he's like, yeah, we just kept throwing money at, you know, we're going to give this much to charity. So I think it ended up being like, hey, we're going to give, you know, whatever, $10 million to charity. And he was like, right. I can't really say. Because then they, no. was, they would have turned around and said he yeah. could have given $10 million right. to charity, and he turned it down. Yeah, and like I said, there's a, there's a clip of him. As soon as it ended, he, like, took his mic off. He's like, am I done talking? Because I think he was just – that like that was the end of it. <clears throat> Interesting. Huh. All right, it's time to talk about the elephant in the room. So we're gonna go with football. Oh. We're gonna talk about Cam Newton. He literally just turned around and looked like he was looking for an elephant. <laughs> um, but before you guys got here, though, like we got a notification. We did. Uh, I'm assuming you did. If you have ESPN, that I don't, I don't get that bullshit. NFL shortens preseason to oh. just two weeks. Yeah. By notification, he means Max Kellerman text him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> NFL season shortened by two weeks. No, no preseason. Preseason. Oh, preseason. Okay. Which I'm fine with. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I am totally fine I don't with give it. a shit about NFL preseason. Yeah. yeah. And there's like there's like a 10-day layoff in between preseason and the NFL season, which it's I think is like really don't care. That's fine. Yeah. And I'd rather not watch games than watch preseason <laughs> games. To me, taking 10, I don't know, I guess 10 isn't horrible. It's a football takes. You know, I play once a week anyways. But that, that almost feels like, hey, let's have a preseason, then take a huge chunk of time off <laughs> right. and negate everything we just trained and, for. And I and I think they only moved training camp back, like, a few days. It's, like, July 28th they're supposed to report. Yeah. And I think it's not – I think they're usually only in training camp, like, a week, week and a half before they even start they games have, anyway. Because they have, like, OTAs and stuff, right? right? Yeah. Which I which I don't know if they're having this year, what the deal is, but no, I don't know. All right, so the elephant in the room is Cam Newton signing the Patriots. Ross predicted it. I thought it wouldn't happen because I didn't think I, New England had the money. Yeah, I I don't know. From day one of us doing this podcast, seems like that was about the timing. It just seemed like the perfect fit to me for some reason. I mean, they needed somebody. Yeah, veteran guy, former MVP. <coughs> Seems to be healthy from all reports. So he's uh, he's also a former backup to Tim Tebow at Florida. <laughs> I didn't know that. How does, how does that look in hindsight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's he left Florida. And Tebow, to, Tebow ain't playing this year. So he yeah. left Florida to go to Auburn. No, he went to a junior college, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Then went to Auburn. Then won the high school. He in high, or college. <laughs> high school. <laughs> they only three. Yeah. So he got a doctorate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he... 
went to the junior college because of Division One rules. I don't know. I, I never I never looked into that. But he went yeah, to like a well, junior college. And he obviously stayed in conference, so maybe it was part of it. Like, <coughs> hey, I could go play junior yeah. college for a year, and then because and I forget college basketball and football have rules about like basketball. You can ask like if you're transferred to another school, you can ask if yep. you can it can be forgiven. You don't have to sit yeah. out a year. Hmm. College football, maybe it, I don't know the rules, but maybe it's like within division you have to sit out. Or within conference, you have to sit out a year. I don't. I don't know what the rules are, but he. So he only played at Auburn one year. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. It was also I, the same year. I think he stole a couple TVs, but I digress. All right. I mean, I think for both he and the Patriots, it's a very good move, and I think it makes it instantly keeps New England up there as far as Super Bowl contenders if he stays healthy. In my opinion, I think he's going to see some tougher defenses this year than he yeah. has in Carolina. I disagree though, just because of the core around him in New England. They really they don't have anybody. There's around Edelman, right? Edelman. And they have Mohammed Sanu. Sanu. But, which they've been working out. I saw yeah, a video today. They have no tight ends and a couple rookie running. Backs, I don't really check out their so. asses, so I'll take your word for that. <laughs> Bad joke from me. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I know yeah, he signed for league or veteran minimum. But there's up to like seven and a half million dollars yeah. in bonus. One year up there. to seven and a half. Which, which you're going you're gonna to say it? You're talking about Richard Sherman? No. Oh no! Well, no. I wasn't going to bring that part up, but he Cam Newton will be making less than Chase Daniel this year. And technically, right now, Chase Daniel is going to be making more than Cam Newton and Jameis Winston combined. Well, I mean, <laughs> Winston so. threw a lot of interceptions. Yeah, he also signed to be a backup, basically. Yeah. But Richard Sherman, I just not really big fan. He's a good football player, but I feel like Richard runs his mouth way too much. Thinks he's a GM, thinks he's smarter than he actually is. I don't care that you got a perfect score in your SATs. That does not. Yeah. That does not describe your common sense. I mean, it's probably better than the three of us did. So. Well, I didn't take the SAT, <laughs> so yes. Yeah, neither did I. All right. So. But, but better than I did. It does. So you do. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really describe your common sense. You just. He wrote a tweet about when uh, someone from ESPN broke the story that he signed. He had this whole thing about how he was mad that why is this guy signing for league minimum? Like he's he's worth more than that. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's Newton and his agent's decision. So, they didn't have right. to sign the contract. No one forced him. <laughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but it takes two parties to agree to a contract. Right. Cam Newton was comfortable enough with this deal <laughs> to sign it. Because he's going to be playing football, most likely starting for the Patriots. Right. If he wasn't comfortable with it, then he shouldn't have signed. Right. It. Yeah. We don't That's... need a player on a different team <laughs> chiming in on the Patriots contra- contract. If he was worried about, it, maybe he should have told the Niners to sign him for ten million a year and see what they would have said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I a mean... good point. <laughs> so then I looked it up. I mean, he's 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 got some injuries. Oh yeah. Now if you yes. don't come, if you don't come to peace with the fact that. You're not going to make the money you'd like to make because of injuries. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, 2014, he missed didn't impact games. He missed like a preseason game. He missed four months because he had to tighten up the ligaments in his ankle. That was a surgery. He then broke his ribs that year from a hit from J.J. Watt. Then in 2018, he had he looked subpar the entire season. He battled a shoulder injury. Yep. Which he then had surgery on right after the season. Yep. And then last year, we every week it was is Cam playing or is Cam not? He needs a second opinion. He's a third opinion on his foot. 
there was just we spent you know 15 16 weeks of the NFL season talking about Cam Newton's foot and whether or not he was going to play and then he finally has surgery on it and I believe two years ago when he did play there because that's what they're talking about he had like a 68 completion percentage well that's easy when you're dumping it off to McCaffrey in the backfield 80 times a year right and then you throw in a couple concussions he's taking some shots yeah if that's, I mean, he's, let's be honest. I mean, the guy's been in the league for a little while. He's taken some hits. That's just wear and tear. There's nothing against him personally. How, how old is he? He's got to be 34, somewhere uh, in there. I'm not sure. Because he was 22 when he came out. Has he been in the league that long? Got to be close. To I wouldn't think he's that old. I'll look it up. But to me, that's, I mean, there's some serious injuries there, especially the foot. The guy's game or the way he plays a game is pretty mobile. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that another reason I disagree with Richard Sherman and his logic. Mm-hmm. He's 31. Which is, which is getting, well, <coughs> for Patriots fans, they're like, that's his prime. But yeah, he's so 31. For, for most other teams, it's. So you've made the argument about, well, you both have, about Brady being a systems quarterback. Yeah. You've said you believe Belichick is the head of that monster. They were a playoff team last year. Is their overall roster that much different that you believe putting Cam Newton in there, they're still not a a contender? They're not a good team? I think they're a playoff contender. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Okay. My question to that, my answer to that would be another question. Do you think Cam Newton's going to do enough on offense to make up for everybody they lost on defense? That that that's where they lost a lot of they lost four or five starters yes. on defense. Some big starters, which I think annoying those guys. Yeah, I think it definitely improves them. I haven't studied their roster right. that much. I mean, I think it definitely is an upgrade. But then that's the other thing I read today is they're saying that the Patriots still love this Jared Stidham and he's and Newton's not a lock for Week One. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. It, this is a he's got to compete for the job. It's not his. Yeah, I can understand that. I, th- I think a lot of people just assumed, like, Cam Newton's on the team, so he's starting. But, no, right. they've made it clear he's going to have to compete. For the guy's got a resume. If I'm a coach, I would right. probably flip my mindset and say, I'm going to – Stidham's got to try to win that job, not the other way around. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the injuries, well, that's what they said. It'll be interesting to see Patriots fans, and they've had a quarterback the last, whatever, 20 years – Right, that doesn't get hit hard, doesn't take shots, and then you got a guy coming in that basically they've just said, if you're running, you better cover up because you're going to get hit. This makes me want to go to Buffalo for the New England game again. No fans. Don't have to worry about it. I'll get a ticket anyway. Just fucking way in. <laughs> you're Who's that water boy? I don't know we need water boys. <laughs> you might have to go to New huh? England for the game. What do you think? Um, I think it's an upgrade from Stidham. I really do. I mean, I, yeah, I think. I mean, I, I do agree they're going to have a battle to to figure out who's the starter. It's not his role, but as a guy who's not a Patriots fan, so I don't know the intricacies of their roster. Right. It when when I see Stidham, a guy that I know nothing about, versus Cam Newton, who is allegedly healthy and only a couple years removed from an MVP season. It's hard not to envision him as – it's hard not to envision as his job that Stidham's got to win. A, That's win how I would view it. 
I, that's how I would say. Yeah. I would not be going to the mindset of Stidham. Stidham's job. Cam's got to compete for it. I would say, yeah. Cam's our starter. Stidham's got to compete for it. Yeah. And if you like Stidham that much, then I guess you got one great, got a great backup, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. that's right. your we, mentality. We've seen it a lot. Sat behind Brady for a few years, so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And I think football is the one sport where if you, if you feel like they're a playoff contender, to me, if you get into the playoffs in football. You're a Super Bowl contender. Anybody could win. Yeah, oh, 100%. More than some of the other sports, in my opinion. I agree with that. Um, you mean, you mean, it happens every year. There's usually an upset. Somebody yeah. gets beat that you yeah. didn't think would get beat. No. I guess I guess my thought is prior to the Newton signing, I had kind of written off New England, and now I don't quite feel that way. I agree with that. As a Bills fan, I agree with that. Yeah. I still think that Buffalo has everything – all the tools yes. that they should have no problem winning that division. Yes, I I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But I think those two games potentially just became a lot harder. The two games against New yeah. England. Well, potentially they don't even matter because they're so late. Because so I think they're like week fifteen and seventeen. Are they really? Yeah, they're both they're both really late. Yeah, so it might not so even matter. It might not even matter at that point. But so this I don't have this written down, but I'll throw it out to you guys. I, I saw it the other day. Do you think this is a make or break season for Josh Allen? Yes. Yes, I do. 100% agree. It's, I mean, you know, he's grown exponentially over the last you – know, his first couple of years, he's shown serious growth. If you don't go out and win a division this year with all the weapons you have – Yes. Right. That, that's the – I think that's the key for it is they've put, they've put the team around him yeah. that he – I mean, obviously people complain about his completion percentage all the time. But even if he's – even if he plays the same way he did last year, there's no way they should lose that. Obviously, they have a tougher schedule this year, but, but yeah. I don't see any way that they lose that division. I mean, if he puts up numbers and they still lose, I mean, that's, that is right. what it is. Yeah. Yep. If he takes care of the ball, but he's still, you know, they, they just are losing games. I mean, they're losing games, but. Yeah, I think we saw, we saw a huge difference in him from first half of last year to the second half of last year. So, yeah. as, as long as he, as long as he improves, I'm not saying he has to go out and, like, you know, win, be like top three in MVP voting, but he's got to win he, games. He's just, yeah, as long yeah. as he's win, right? That's everybody looks at stats, but for a quarterback, it's really just win. It's just, you just, just got to win the game. So, yeah, yeah, I, I do think he's got to have a big year, and then if he doesn't, yeah, the whispers could start of what what they do next. I think you got to get to at least the second think, round of the playoffs. Yeah. I think, like you say, he's got to take care of the ball. And the accuracy thing to me is it's mainly downfield where it's most noticeable when he's making the longer throws and he's missing guys by five to seven yards. Yeah. Especially now that you have Diggs and yeah. John Brown, two guys that can run and are legitimate deep ball threats, you you need to hit them. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe Buffalo thought about this, what we're talking about during the draft and hence the Jake Fromm. Pick, but yeah. you know, like what the what was that the fifth or sixth round, something like that? Yeah, yeah. fifth round. Yeah, fifth. I was gonna throw a dad joke out, but I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> oh, we appreciate it. <laughs> Maybe I can throw one in later. <laughs> I, I don't know what's more awkward, the dad joke or the <laughs> setup for a dad joke followed by no dad joke. joke yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm on I'm the just, edge. I'm just trying to set you guys up. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> so uh, you threw this on the list. And at first, I was like, I didn't know what, it, what why you mentioned this, 
was a, in the uh, Texas Rangers new stadium. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered I saw a headline where fans were like, is this a Costco? <laughs> yep. It looked just like a warehouse. Yeah, so the Rangers, Texas Rangers, are opening a new ballpark this year. And a couple things that I saw. I, I saw somebody compare the picture of the ballpark external to the artist rendering of what it was going to look like. The artist rendering had like this beautiful park with this seated area, all these nice trees, almost almost this area where people <laughs> could go hang out and tailgate kind of situation before the game. Then you look at the actual picture, and it's just the ballpark and blacktop parking lot. So like, Looks like Walmart. Whatever yeah. money they were going to put into the exterior of this place to make it a an attraction for people, that didn't happen. I saw like they I, spent it all on the inside. I saw a picture someone made on Twitter. They photoshopped. They took out the name of the stadium. They wrote Costco. Then wrote <laughs> they wrote as their tweet like, "You guys got any deals?" Yeah. To me, it looks like one of those. You see the ads online for those pre-manufactured metal barns. barns. It looks like a or an oversized one of those. Yeah, it's just like this sheet metal. Yeah, barn. So I looked up in Texas. You gotta you gotta go to the sheet metal on top. My goodness! So it is a retractable roof. Yeah. That is yep. huge in Texas. We know that. Well, yeah, the it's probably <laughs> aluminum. The wind will just retract it. Yeah, first tornado. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Uh, I did some just research because at first I'm like, why? What's going on in the new stadium? Okay, they're getting a new stadium. Just, what's the name of it? Uh, it is the Globe Life Field. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Uh, they paid 1.2 billion dollars. Was supposed to open March 23rd. But obviously, due to the uh, global pandemic, somebody did slide into home already there because they did a graduation on May 29th. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Um, the field is artificial grass, which makes them one of only five teams to play home games on artificial grass. So they paid for this. The city issued 500 million dollars in huh. bonds. So increased sales tax by half a cent. There's two percent hotel occupancy tax now. 5% on car rental tax. And this is for 30 years. That's to pay off the bonds. The Rangers, to pay their portion, are doing a ticket tax up to 10%, parking tax of $3 at the stadium. That's supposed to help clean up some of like the cost as well. Okay. The coolest aspect, in my opinion, of this stadium is some of the numbers and distances to the fence have the relevant for a reason. Okay. And I wrote down four of them. <clears throat> Left field is 329 feet because Adrian Beltrain wore number 29. I think they retired his number. Okay. Left field inside the line is 334 for Nolan Ryan, wore number 34. Center field is 407 for Pudge, wore number seven. Yep. There was a couple other ones like 472 and 474, which had some – to do with the Rangers being in Arlington in 72 and then their first wing season in 74. Then home plate to the backstop is 42 feet. That's for Jackie Robinson, which is retired in all of baseball. Yep. So the, the distances is relevant to, like, that's how they're, like, yep. idolizing some of these people, I guess. Yeah. And I think you're seeing, cool. that, you're seeing that a lot more with newer st- – even yeah. – I go back to Pittsburgh because yeah, I've been to Pittsburgh, Pirates Stadium a lot. The field – the wall in right field is 21 feet high for Clemente. Clemente. Yep. So that yep. was interesting. That's cool. Other than that, I don't have any other facts. I did all this research, and that's when I realized I'm like, what does this stadium look like? And I'm like, this is why we're talking about it. This is the Costco. 
Yep. Yeah, the uh, yep. the graduation. I don't know, if, Russell, if you saw the video. <laughs> no, I did not. Kid went and got his diploma, and then he stood at the plate, <clears throat> took a swing, and ran around the bases. When he came around, he slid into home. <laughs> <laughs> was there any teachers like and administrators chasing him? <clears throat> no, they just stood there. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Hope he was fast. I, who knows? A while. He, who knows? He may he may have told him he was doing. I don't know, but I mean, you know, prior to Camden Yards being built. Most stadiums were just – it was a baseball stadium. It, the buildings kind of all looked the same, and there was no architectural aspect to them. And ever since Camden Yards was built, teams have focused on not only the architecture of the building, but the really the view you can potentially see from center field. You know, Camden Yards, you've got the yeah. warehouse. It's a unique view. PNC Park in Pittsburgh, one of the – probably the best views in sports. Uh, looking over the city, there's – the list is pretty long of these beautiful modern parks that have been built since Camden Yards. Right. And then, like you say, this place is just like a, an aluminum warehouse. I mean, $1.2 to me is actually not, in terms of building a stadium. It, that doesn't seem bad. It's that's not, not expensive. Which it's not bad with a with retractable roof. That's That almost correlates to me, like, why it looks so simple. I want to look up how much Jerry Jones spent. Oh, that was... Cowboy well, that, Stadium. That's nothing to compare to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to get one on the spectrum well, here. What's, I was trying to think of Cardinals um, Stadium, Arizona Cardinals. Oh. Because that's – but they've got that, like, turf that – or it's like the grass. Field the field, outside. like, comes out. Yeah. Check that. Get sun, but now, we, now we sound like idiots. We? Well, you I. a mouse in your pocket? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cowboy Stadium was $1.2 billion. So that actually makes their stadium look worse because <laughs> maybe we know a, what Cowboys did with their one point two million. Maybe, maybe stuff just costs a lot more in Texas. Because <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there? There's some okay. issues right now in Minnesota, right? With the Viking Stadium, they're like it's extremely over budget. Yeah, that's what I was going. I was trying to think what stadiums have been built in the past. I'm trying to think. You said this is one of five all turf fields in baseball. All turf? No, artificial. Yeah, well, right. Same thing. Other Tampa. Than, other is, oh, yeah, Tampa and Tor- Toronto was one of Toronto. So other than those three. Um, is there a random outdoor stadium that's turf? That's is Milwaukee? Milwaukee. Grass? I, I thought Milwaukee grass. was grass. This is a good trivia question. I don't it know is. that I can come up with the other two. We need a stat guy. We need someone over there looking that up for us, getting back to us. Mm. Arizona, I'll think I think, is grass, word. even though that's... Yeah. Tractable roof. I'm pretty I'll sure Milwaukee's th- grass. Yeah. We'll have to think about it as we're talking here. Is Toronto still? Five artificial That's turf. That's turf. So Texas, Toronto, Tampa are definitely turf. Is Florida? I don't think That's so. That's newer. I don't. I just don't know if it's. That's a good question. We'll have to look that up and figure it out. We'll yeah. get back to you. Uh, it's going to bother me while we're sitting here, but okay. So look it up. Okay. I got you. So yeah, that is uh, for some reason. I just had, I looked up the Viking Stadium, and I said something around one point three billion. But I want to say that was supposed to be like actually said one point six. I want to say that was supposed to be like eight hundred million dollars, <throat> and then that went way over budget. I spent a ton of money on like a bridge for people to walk from one side of the road to the other over top of the highway in oh. Minnesota. Flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's skywalks. Sky. Sky. <clears throat> 
Yep. I don't even know. I'm blank on name. Bridges? They're Sky Bridges. There you go. That's the <laughs> word. Around the entire city, because I, I lived there for a year, and you basically don't have to go outside. You can walk You the lived city. in Minnesota for a year? I don't know if I do this. I lived in Minneapolis for a year. In my Minnesota? Wife, yes. My wife lived there for- You betcha. Almost don't you know. three years? <laughs> I think three years. Almost three years. Um, you ever heard Lewis Black talk about Minnesota? Yeah. You want to know who settled Minnesota? It's great if you're a fucking moose. <laughs> I mean, when you compare 1.2 billion for the Cowboy Stadium versus the Rangers, football stadiums also that, that the uh, Cowboy Stadium holds like a, a hundred thousand people, right? right. Yep. Most baseball parks only hold 25 to 30. I think there's a couple that hold 40. So the footprint of a football stadium is much larger, right, than a baseball field. So probably that screen in the middle of middle of the field was like a million in itself i mean even if a seat literally a seat is i, I don't even know 10 bucks well then take the difference of having sixty thousand more in a f- football stadium that's a big cost difference just there i look i think we got some looking up to do for stadiums and costs and so sizes. arizona is on the list they changed it to artificial in 2000 for the 2019 season diamondbacks yes so there's four and wow. no, was that the that was the Astros? Is Oakland? I no no because no, they they're uh, the Raiders. No, I'm talking about baseball. Right, but they share stadium. But they've played in the same stadium. They've got the dirt in the end. They've got they play in the dirt. I tried to look this up quick, and I opened like the longest article in history. On Wikipedia, because that's what I did. <laughs> Not on I don't. I think I don't. I don't uh, see we'll, any other stadium. We'll look that up later. This is boring the uh, viewers. So then the next topic, which was one that I thought I'd look up more, but it was pretty cut and dry, is um, Vince Carter called it quits. After he did, I, I yep. say call it quits. He was in the NBA for twenty-two seasons. Last season was cut short. Yep. Um, I'd be really remiss and probably reprimanded by Sean if I did not bring this up. When Sean and I were kids, I mean you. I mean, I played baseball as a kid, but my thing was basketball. I lived on a dirt road. I had a basketball hoop in my dirt driveway. And Sean and I would go out and play basketball. And we were kids. He was always Vince Carter. And I was like, man, I want to be Antoine Jameson. Because that's who he went to college with at UNC. And Jameson was the man at the time. So the whole time I was like, man, I'm Jameson. You're Vince Carter. (laughs) So we were kids. Like, that's how we grew up. So if I had to bring that up, I'm sure Sean would text me tomorrow and be like, Hey, remember that time I was always Vince Carter and you had to be Jameson because you thought Jameson was way better than Vince Carter? So, 22 seasons, he was the fifth overall pick by the Warriors, who then traded to the Raptors. He played in 1,541 games, scored 25,728 points, 6,606 rebounds, 4,714 assists. Average 16.7 points a game, 4.3 rebounds a game, and 3 assists a game. Rookie of the Year in 99. His teams included Raptors, Nets, Magic, Mavs, Grizzlies, Kings, and Hawks. And he's also the cousin of Tracy McGrady, which is a great story if you ever have not heard that story. And how he found out he was cousins with Tracy McGrady. Did you hear the story yet? I have not heard that story. So he played AAU ball with McGrady because they lived in North Carolina. Uh, Carter was in Chapel Hill staying in college playing like pickup and stuff so he just stayed there just constantly playing basketball McGrady was there like working out with them 
And he said, nobody wanted to share a locker with McGrady. He's like, I told him, like, you can, you, you can use my stuff. So he's like, I shared a locker with him. He's like, all week. And then, like, on Thursday, he's like, hey, I'm not going to be here Friday. I got to go to a family reunion. And Carter's like, all right, I'll see you when you get back on Monday. So apparently he went to this family reunion, and Vince Carter's grandmother was there, and they got talking. <laughs> he said, I get a phone call from my grandmother. And I answer the phone. He's like, what's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? He's like, who is this? He's like, it's T-Mac. It's T-Mac, man. We're cousins. <laughs> so they knew each other for a while before they actually realized they were cousins. There was some weird intertwining yeah. like relation there. But, yeah. And then when he got drafted, McGrady got actually drafted before him. McGrady went to Toronto. And then when they – he's like, when I, got tr- when I got traded to Toronto, I went in the back room of the draft – I got a phone call. It was McGrady. He's like, I told you. I told you. He's like, you were going to be teammates. <laughs> so, um, great career, though. I mean. Yeah. I, I love Carter, but. Greatest Carter memory. What's your favorite Vince Carter memory? I, I, I always go back to the, the it's dunk. Be, uh, it's the obvious. slam dunk. Over the, the uh, seven the foot two French guy. No. Elbow. <clears throat> The elbow dunk, dunk yeah. contest. The dunk. last time the dunk contest was any good, yeah. right? <laughs> yep. My favorite is the dunk in the Olympics over the seven-two French center, Frederick Weiss. It's not a memory when you got to look up the guy's name. I knew it was over <laughs> a seven-two French center, but I want to make sure you got the name right. But it was uh, that was probably my favorite because he almost knocked out Kevin Garnett after he did it, celebrating. Yeah. Yep. He like fist pumped and almost. KG got too amped nice. and almost got in the middle of a right cross in the face. <laughs> ah. That's probably my favorite Vince Carter memory. Yeah. He played on a stacked team, too. I don't think they won a national championship. No. And he really, I mean, he really wasn't. I mean, I remember as a kid, he wasn't like the go-to guy. It was Jameson and Ed Cota was on that oh, team. Cota was, Cota was big at that time. And he amounted to absolutely nothing in the NBA. Right. And Carter was. I mean, Jameson had a good career. I mean, he he did. Hmm. I don't know. You think Vince Carter's a Hall of Famer? Mm. I would say yes, but that I don't. I don't know if he is. Really? I would say yes. I would say yes as well. He's like a eight eight time All Star, something like that. I I think so. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's the only guy to ever play 22 seasons as well. Yeah. 22 seasons, like you said, he was rookie of the year, all-star a number of times, Olympic gold medalist. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like being an all-star in any sport these days is like, means, it, it, it means a lot to those guys, but I feel like as a fan it means less because it's just like popularity vote. How long has it been voted on by the fans, do you know? I thought NBA was, like, the first one to do it. Yeah, that's probably but, true. But I just don't know how long I, they've been doing that. I feel like it's – I know baseball's been doing it probably – baseball's been got to be doing it 15 <laughs> years almost. So at least start – obviously starters are the bit, but yeah, I don't think, that's where a lot of those guys get voted in. But. I don't like the voting of the fans because, like I you said, either. it's a popularity contest. <laughs> and that's I mean, we've seen guys who are not even playing and they're injured get voted into the right. All-Star game. Yeah. yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. To me, All-Stars should be voted on by managers <coughs> slash coaches and GMs. 
I agree. I absolutely agree with that for sure. I mean, it's all yeah. That's even not if fans. even if you had a caveat that you couldn't vote for somebody on your own team, right? That way, I agree with that. That way, you don't stack a card with you know mostly your players. <laughs> you just run down a list. Yeah. Here's my eight. starting lineup. <laughs> yeah, these five guys. The eighth, eighth, the third guy off your bench is on your roster, right? Who's this guy? Oh, he's our water boy. <laughs> they want to be the water boy in the All Star game. And then the last topic on my agenda is the NHL draft lottery. Do you want to give an update on this fiasco? Yeah, it has Pro- been. Probably not. It has become a fiasco. <laughs> so, so the draft lottery drawing to select this year part of the order was held last uh, Friday night. Um, so the only teams that were named in this lottery – system drawing this year are the seven teams that are not in the new startup playoff scenario. So, so coming up, we've got a qualifying round playoff. Yep. Uh, a one round, five game qualifying round. Do we have a start date yet? Uh, we don't have cities yet, do we? Uh, rumor is they've got that down to Edmonton and Toronto. They actually are not going to Vegas. That's not official. Wait, all, all in one? All in one, they're all they're all going to go to one city, not split it. Edmonton and Toronto. Edmonton and Toronto. Oh, I, I thought you said they had the choices. Not the. I oh, thought no. you said the choices were no, Edmonton. No, they're down to the. the t- oh, they're okay. picking two hub cities. Okay. They've got the list down to Edmonton and Toronto. Okay, all right. That's the rumor. I don't it's know. kind of. Okay, go on. So, <laughs> it, I mean, there's a lot of logistics we probably don't think about with the hotels, and you know, we can think about. I don't know, L.A. being a huge city, Staples Center, but we don't know how many hotels are within a three-block radius of the Staples Center. I thought you Vegas I mean? would be a no-brainer. I 100% agree. I thought it would be for hockey and basketball, but, I mean, but now neither of them are owner. There's 10 three- to five-star hotels yeah. in walking distance of yeah. T-Mobile Arena. Yep. It, so that, it's interesting. There's two Canadian cities, too. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it'd be harder to get across the border to Canada than it would be to bring 17%. Well, yeah, They've all got they've all got a big, passports for both. Yeah, so. there's a big percentage of players that are from Canada though. Seventeen percent. Oh, okay. So I I I don't know. They've had they had to have thought these logistics through. Yeah, I'm assuming. But I'm glad they at least picked one on the West Coast, one on the East Coast. Well, it might be easier for the the guys that were overseas and like yeah. Europe or whatever to get to get, in, to get into Canada rather than yeah. get to Possibly the US. Well. So again, that's. A solid rumor. It's not an official announcement yet, but it, that sounds like that's what it's going to be. Anyways, so they do this. Once they come back, rumored in those two cities, they have a best-of-five qualifying round to get into the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Top four seeds are already in. Yep. Teams five through 12-ish. Yeah. Math guy. 12-ish. Have to play in the qualifying round. Okay. The... Losers, and that's both Eastern Eastern Conference and Western Conference. The losers of that qualifying round go into the the draft lottery. Okay. So the way they did it last Friday was they named the seven teams that are not in that scenario. They were listed in in order, um, reverse order where they finished, like they usually would. And then that was one through seven, eight through sixteen. Because there's 31 teams in the league now, right? So eight through 16 yeah. were noted as 
a team to be determined because that's got to be determined by who loses that qualifying round. Okay. And in my opinion, the worst outcome of all is what occurred. The A team to be determined won the lottery. Okay, so that's why it's to be determined. <laughs> yes, because it's going to be one of those teams that has to play that qualifying round and then lose. Now, do they, do they have something that says it's TBA1, TBA2? So like this team loses, does it like do they redraft like a lottery just for those teams? Yep. So once, once, once the qualifying round is done, they're going to take all those teams and redo the lottery. Each one of those teams will have a 12.5% chance of winning a lottery. So the first section of the lottery, so Detroit being the worst team in the league, had an 18.5% chance like the and then goes down. So I think the team to be determined – times however many teams but each one of those slots was like one one and a half percent or something and they won the yeah where'd your sabers fall on this list so they they're they, they were seventh worst overall and because what team lower than them won the lottery everybody else was bumped down so buffalo's now picking eighth the bit the big winner that we already know of in my opinion is la so la jumped from five i believe right to two yeah somewhere in there and detroit by far the biggest loser they were they were as much as we bitch about buffalo detroit was by far the worst team in the nhl this year and they dropped from one to fourth overall which is probably two to three like top guys in this draft yeah so they're three that's <laughs> so they really got I, i've been focused on two but there's a third one at moritz Seidel or something yeah yeah um, <clears throat> Czech Republic or something. Over yonder. Somewhere over yonder. And then there's a big <laughs> and then there's a big drop off, which is where Detroit landed. Moral of the story is I think the in my opinion, the nightmare scenario where a team to be determined won the lottery, that's what occurred. And now we've got to have a second lottery after the first round of this playoff scenario. So think about and, it. A team I don't I don't know I don't know. Whoever the fifth seed in the East was. Yeah. They could lose in the first round. And, and take the number one spot. That's crazy. They, so, I mean, they could have been what the. Essentially, they could be the sixth best team in the, yeah. in the league. Yes. And fit, and, you know, fifth in the East, yeah. and win the lottery. You, you, so, you're gonna you're gonna get a team probably most likely that that had just as team. just as much chance to win the cup as anybody else. Yes, a good. And team. might lose that quick series. Yeah. Yep. So I would say there's probably there's probably five or six teams that probably should lose and probably fans of those teams are probably hoping they do lose in the first yeah. round yep. because they need help. Yeah. But at the same time, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, the, it's a nightmare. I mean, I, I haven't gone through the whole list, but two teams that jump out of me, you got the Penguins who still have Crosby and Malkin. Both of those are still two of the top 10 players in the NHL. They could lose and end up with, the number one pick. Basically, yeah, we keep saying number one overall pick, but Alexis Lafreniere is another generational player. He's going to go first overall. He's another Crosby, McDavid type player. So it's not just a decent first overall. It's a generational if, player if, that if could that end hits, up. If Pittsburgh gets that again, people are going to think something's yeah. going on. Because it's similar it's, when Crosby was picked. Crosby, yeah. And then the one out west, you got the Edmonton Oilers, right. who – uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, you could argue, are two of the top three players in the world, and they could actually end up with this kid. 
So there's no chance they. I, I don't think there's any chance they lose in the qualifying round. But they, but you never know. I mean, everyone's tip, in, right. typically, typically I would say yeah. no. But going into this three month layoff, five game series, it's not like anybody's yeah. going Any, in right. with momentum. Yeah. Anything could happen. So I, you know, in your average year, the teams that don't make the playoffs are in the lottery. You know, order one through sixteen. So at worst, you end up with a sixteenth worst team that didn't make and they didn't make the playoffs could win the lottery. But at least it's a team that didn't make the playoffs. And like you say, now we end up with a scenario where the fifth or sixth overall team in the standings and could actually win the lottery. And maybe you know I I think it's like the worst team that's won the lottery was like eighth worst team. Like it's nothing like crazy that has right. come out and won the lottery. <laughs> now there's already rumors. Well, and there was it. They've changed it because I don't know when they changed it. Maybe four years ago. It used to be if you won the lottery, you could only jump up four spots, four spots. or something like that. Yes. I, I feel like the lottery in every sport changes, like every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's because the Knicks ruin it for everybody when they put a cold envelope <laughs> in the bucket so they can pick Patrick Ewing. Now the one big rumor: the Ottawa Senators have they had two of the three best chances to win the lottery because they had their own pick and they had the San Jose Sharks pick from the Eric Carlson trade. So after the lottery was held, the Ottawa Senators ended up with third overall and fifth overall. And there's already rumors that they're going to put together. I, I think they have four second rounders this year. Right. The rumor is they're going to put together a hell of a package to try to entice that first overall pick. Well, wow. I mean, it depends on what they offer. Sometimes you can't say no, but I think right. Lafreniere is good enough that I don't know that you'd want to trade. Everybody's them. got a price. Right. Especially if you're a good team that could just use that one good piece and isn't worried about like a full Well, rebuild. and think about think about Pittsburgh, for example. I mean, not that Crosby and Malkin are old, but they're getting – they're not in their – they're obviously they're still top players. Right. But they are not – they're not 26 years old. Right. right. No, that's true. Yeah. I mean, there are a few years. You know, each one of them could be a good hit away from not playing. Yeah. But let's say they've both got three to five good years left in them. Right. And then you add Lafreniere, Lafreniere to their team immediately. You bring in another superstar. Right. And he gets to play the next three years on his entry-level deal, making almost nothing. That's a hell of yeah. a compliment for them. That's true. We've also seen, I didn't have this written down, but with all the Sabres firings we mentioned a couple weeks ago, two things here. One, apparently they fired some IT analyst guy accidentally and then had to hire him back the next day. Sounds like an IT issue. Do you know anybody? (laughs) (laughs) The nightmare in Buffalo just continues. But Jack Eichel, their superstar who... Could get some MVP votes this year. He's arguably a top five, definitely a top ten player in the NHL. Uh, he's voiced his frustration, and we're already hearing the rumors of could he request a trade in the next year, year or two. What Do you guys blame to, him, though, no, Sabres fans? I, I mean, no. No. If you're but not going to. I bought his jersey last year, so it's like pretty much guaranteed he's gone. Just, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those, if you're not going to put people around me to help me, yeah. let me go. They need to, they need to make some improvements this this coming season, and then the ne- the year after to me is a critical one. So if they are shitbags in the league for the next two years, 
he will ask for a trade after that year. Yeah, I think. yeah, because he, yeah, because yeah, he just signed a huge and at that point he would, so. he'd be about twenty five years old, and he'd still have eight at least, years. Uh, right, it was ten years. Mm, he's been he's been in the no, league longer. No, than no, no. His contract that he just signed was for ten years. I think right. Eight. Eight. Okay. Didn't eight. 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 Eight years, ten mil. Right, so he still have. I'm saying he would still have what? Didn't the Sabers months? come out last year like on fire? <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. See, I'm not that much of a casual. Yeah. But I am a casual. Well, they were on ice, so. Oh boy, there you go. We have a winner. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I induced the, that dag joke. The rumblings are bad enough that I've seen. I've already seen proposals from specific teams, probably their fan base, like forum yeah. type things, oh, but yeah. specific teams offering up what they would offer this off season if he were to request a trade, mainly being the Sharks is the one team I've seen. But uh, the other part of this That's was right. – You send them out west. The, yeah, <laughs> well, you definitely do. But uh, the NHL Hall of Fame uh, inducted its this year's class last year, early selected the players. And in – Jerome McGinley's interview with somebody, Jerome McGinley, longtime Calgary Flame, was elected mm-hmm. to the Hall of Fame. In somebody's interview with him, they asked him about the Jack Eichel situation. That's how much publicity this is getting at the moment, which is not good. Well, I mean, I have a, I have a friend who's a, he, he's, a, he's a big Leafs fan, and even, like, when everything started going with the firings, he was like, I feel bad, like, it's starting to get to a point where, like you start to feel bad. Like that was a dumpster fire, just complete chaos. Uh, yeah, Eichel's from Boston, so we there's already been proposals on what it would back. what it what it would take Boston to get him. And I don't know if Buffalo <laughs> trades him, I've got to evaluate my loyalty to them. Oh, it's, like the Giants, yeah. Uh, but this loyalty is a lot better than the, yes, the Giants. The Giants was a very casual. The, di- the Sabers like a diehard thing, but they, man, they, they do some shitty things. You got to stick it out. Stick it out. <laughs> hey, I've been sticking out with the Bills for twenty years, dude. I'm a Pirates fan. Don't tell me about sticking it out. So, you're talking about short seasons. Uh, Austin Rivers and Giannis today and yesterday kind of came out. They were asked the question, do you think, and we talked about this last week, whoever wins these titles, should there be an asterisk next to their name? And both of them had the same response, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, they're absolutely right. They said no. No, Austin Rivers said there should be, because this is going to be the hardest title to win. For the opposite reason. For the opposite reason of like, yeah. I saw that too. I didn't see Giannis. I didn't see his comment. He basically said it's going to be the hardest one we're going to have to win. Yeah, and with with the NBA and NHL, they've basically played the full season. So, to me, those two are no different. But it's just tough with the circumstances. Which I, I'm saying, I'm saying it. There shouldn't be the asterisks because it's they. They. It's not like they. The baseball is going to play a third of their games, right? You know, if the NBA played twenty games, it'd be right. a lot different. I see what you're saying. Like, no, there shouldn't be because, I, right? I mean, they're still getting. They're probably still going to get the same teams that would have made the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be pretty damn close. I mean, the hockey playoffs are typically one of the toughest to win because there's so many injury issues, players playing through injuries not at 100%. This year, with three months off, 99% of the league is going to be healthy, which I think is why it's going to be tough. Right, and, and there's got to be a fear of, 
are you too healthy? And then you get back into it, and then you get then you do injure yourself. <clears throat> yeah, especially I mean, guys yeah, that yeah, especially that really. guys that have had like nagging injuries. Yeah, uh, right. That, to me, that's those are unpredictable. I think as we sit here going into this, in theory, in my opinion, it should be the fiercest competition we've seen because everybody's healthy at the moment. Yeah, right. I think I did ask. There's no date yet set, right? I thought I thought there was. I thought it was the first week of August. So when's the draft? Uh, they haven't announced yeah. that yet. Okay, because say they'd be like a. Based on there would be a, a signal when they're going to at least play some of these games because they'd have to have those games in before <laughs> the draft. Yeah. Based on historical, the way the bottom end of the order, you would have to have the draft after the Stanley Cup, after the championships awarded. Right. Um, yeah, because you don't want those teams late, like dealing with playoff stuff and then trying to – Trying to draft. <laughs> trying to draft, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no dates there. I, and, I and, thought – because they're already back in camp, I thought. I thought full blown camp started like next week. They yeah. were talking a two to three week camp so, and then going to games. So yeah. I, I believe it's the first week of August. Okay, yeah. somewhere around yeah. August first. Yeah, I don't think they had set a date. I think the NBA and the MLB were the only ones that have set dates. Okay, which the NBA is they're talking about doing tape delay games, so they can bleep out players swearing. So I feel like the mics. Yeah, but you only got what do you got to delay it? could have a guy sitting there and they bleep t- it out and have it delayed 15 20 seconds that's what they're saying they're going to do oh, okay well oh, you said tape delay I I that's what they you. called it they said oh, tape okay. delay but thought they're going to play it at like 10 in the morning and then show it to you at like eight at night i think that's pretty uh, i mean if you're offended by a guy playing basketball swearing change the channel well I, they probably have to so they're not getting fined right yeah the 2019-20 nhl season is set to resume on july 30th okay after a two-week training camp Gotcha. July 30th. So, yeah, they're probably going to camp next week. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. First full week of July would be next week. So, did you see makes sense. Ryan Zimmerman from the Nationals said he's sitting the season out? So, I, I, I did not see who. I saw a headline that said a few guys had said. I think a yeah. few guys in the NBA said it, it was, that they're not going to play. Yeah. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, it was Avery Bradley. Somebody in the NBA said they didn't want to go because they had the young kids and just in case they were exposed to something, didn't want to take it home to the kids. Yeah, one of them's got a – is it a Reza? He's got a kid with a underlying condition. So Zimmerman, Ryan Zimmerman from the Nationals, is kind of the same way. He's got like three young boys and then a fourth child that was just born or something like that. And so he cited, you know, family reasons for that. But. So do they have underlying issues? I don't know. So I will tell you this because we went to the doctor a couple weeks ago and we he had this conversation with the doctor about COVID and the baby. He said, unlike the flu, there's actually no signs that, you know, when you were when pregnant women and young kids when the flu pandemics, like, kind of broke out, it did go after kids. He said, for whatever reason, it's not going, it doesn't, like, pregnant people are not more susceptible, young kids are not more susceptible. There's been one kid under the age of four that's died in the United States, and he said that child had many, many, many underlying issues. But I, I still don't think you can... I don't think you want to risk it. No, but I'm saying statistically. Just because, right, just because statistics say it's not going to happen, I don't know if you'd want to Yeah, but the risk odds that. of Ryan Zimmerman catching something going home to his kids, I mean. You don't know what they're doing yeah, in the locker rooms. I, yeah. I don't really want to get into this, on no. this personally. <laughs> Sick of talking about COVID. This, Same. So I'm just 
reporting information that Ryan your sources is sitting out the season. Yeah. Whatever his reasoning, that's on him. Do you get him missing? Because I'm not. No. Okay. But no, does, he's, he's a Braves killer. I'm, but it I'm does good. it does instantly make last year's <laughs> World Series champions worse. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they just lost their starting. Especially with a DH. He's yeah. he's near yes. the end of his career. He he'd yeah. be he hell of a DH. Been a perfect DH because they moved yeah. him from third to first because he was getting older. Yeah. Couldn't get it across the diamond, right? Yeah. Well, he couldn't when he was healthy, anyways. <laughs> but well, Wade Boggs can throw from second to first base, but or not Wade Boggs, but Chuck Knobloch. Yeah. So right. are you guys? And maybe we'll get into this later on when it gets closer. But with the because they announced the first baseball matchup of opening night. Yankees Nationals, isn't it? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, obviously I hate both of the teams, but I'm, I'm more excited to watch Cole versus Scherzer more than anything. Good matchup. And I hope Cole lasts like an inning two thirds. <laughs> I, I, I like I like good pitching matchups. I'm a struggling diehard Pirates fan. <laughs> Just like a confessional right now. Yeah. So Garrett Cole. I've been a huge fan of his, even when he was in Houston. I shouldn't have brought Cole up. With all their bullshit and their cheating, I still was a fan of Cole. To me, he is the best pitcher in baseball right now. And seeing him go to the Yankees makes me want to puke. It's the same with Andrew he, McCutcheon. He probably already did puke a couple times. It's the same with Andrew McCutcheon, who, you know, former NL MVP with the Pirates, and then he spent that one, like, was he, didn't he go at the trade deadline? He spent like half a season yeah, in the Yankees. He wasn't even there the whole, yeah. whole time. Even, even now he's on the <laughs> Phillies. I don't hate the Phillies. I, whatever. I can still support I, I him. Do. We're aware. <laughs> I can still support him. It's that half season he spent in a Yankees uniform that can't get out of my head. Do you guys want to go to Yankee game this year? No. I don't. <laughs> can't. New York says no. Uh, COVID killer over here. <laughs> um, um, what? Put your thumb what, away. What if, what if, one, what if like, Cole or McCutcheon was like, you know what, I want to play another season or two with the Pirates at the end. Would that cause, – because I, I felt the same way with McCann, obviously. He went to yeah. the Yankees. Then he no, came back I, to the I would, Braves. I would you know, and it was back. like – I'd be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I've been a See, huge – my point is I've been a huge Garrett Cole fan. Yeah. And this year I hope he goes – you know, shortened season, so I hope he goes zero twelve this year. See, we're, he's on opposite side table. Oh, I know. Stuff. I know. <laughs> but by defense, I'm not a bandwagon Yankee fan. I mean, I have pictures of myself wearing a Yankee hat as a baby, and I had the elastic chin yeah. strap to stay on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but most people that grew up in this area, at some point, probably had. A, I did. I did not, and I'm pretty sure he did not. I, a Yankee probably, here? probably had. It, had oh. <laughs> I mean, had a what? Have, my he dad, does have one in his my family. My dad would that. not have allowed that. <laughs> had um, a what? Your sister <laughs> dug out of the hole. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, had a, had like some kind of Yankee attire, especially growing up in this area. I did I did not. Yeah. But neither – my parents are not Yankee yeah. fans, so that's you know a what? big difference. But Your dad's a Vikings fan, so now that makes sense. Well, he's a Cardinals fan too. St. Louis Cardinals, should say. Did you live in St. Louis? No. Oh. He's – Bob Gibson fan. All right. That's interesting. And the purple people eaters. Vikings. Yeah, I know. He's a Vikings That's fan because he came to our <laughs> came to our stream during the draft. But. Which I'd like to do again for, I don't know what hockey's doing, but if they did one for the NBA, I wouldn't mind doing like a live stream for the NBA draft. I would do NHL. 
I wouldn't mind doing that. It'd be at least, fun for, to, at least first round. Fun to pronounce names. <coughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> you could do any. Yeah, you could do NHL. Yeah, I like this. We'll figure something out. Speaking of figuring things out, I'm in discussions with Matt Jaynes for other reasons. So, yeah. more to come. Anything else, boys? I'm gonna. So. I, I'm guessing the next few we'll get some uh, predictions in here for the three big sports coming back. I hope so. Yeah, why don't we plan on a little prediction show when's, next when's week? When's the NBA coming back? Like just after baseball. It's like the 25th, 26th, somewhere next in week. there. Yeah, a week after we're we're busy for two weeks. Yeah. Let's do that next week. Let's just do like strictly a prediction show. Um, we can discuss details off air. All right, cool. All right, gentlemen, until next time, 20 episodes in, 19 of them with no sports. So, <laughs> <Go> congrats. <laughs> Later.